Today on the Relationship Renovation Podcast, this is part three of managing expectations with your partner. And it's a really important aspect because it's a lot on how you keep connected in difficult moments with your partner. And there's some strategies. There's also just some really stimulating questions that can allow you and your partner to understand each other better. So just stay tuned and check it out. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And I am Tara's husband, EJ Kerwin. Part three, people. Everyone has been waiting. Part three of managing expectations in your relationships, all the conversations you want to have with your partner so that you are not getting bulldozed by unrealistic expectations. Well, and so you and your partner are on the same page page, right? Like that is so important. Like we might not always 100% agree, right? But especially around expectations of what are the things that we sort of like depend upon one another and what are the perspectives we have around very macro things within our relationship and the very micro things that this series, uh, Manage Expectations 1, 2, and 3, will take you through a process where I think you'll come out of it being like, okay, we sort of know like we know what we both expect. We know where we're challenged in those expectations. And we're going to be a heck of a lot more prepared to deal with difficult moments and understand each other. So I think this has been like an amazing little series. I do too. So part one and part two, we went through, I think like five expectations in each of those. Um, and so we're moving on. There's like just a few left. Right. Um, so let's just jump right in. Does that feel okay? Sounds fantastic. Okay. And this one, <laughs> oh my gosh, this one makes me laugh because I cannot tell you how many times couples come in like, I know everything about my partner. There's nothing else I don't. So the expectation is this. I believe I know everything there is to know about my partner. Definitely not. <laughs> I, do, I don't expect that. Is it? Is it that you, I expect that I know everything about you or that I expect that you know everything about me? I believe I know everything there is to know about my partner. I definitely don't. Yes. I don't. I don't. Uh, in many ways, like I don't know, there's still new things you tell me, you know, and there's also just new ways I see you adapt to your environment mm -hmm. and stuff. So I, I, I definitely don't. And it would be pretty unhealthy for me to believe that or have that expectation, because then you would be like, kind of flat to me, you know, I w you wouldn't have the the, yeah. the complexity that you have. But I think this is why a lot of couples stop getting curious because they literally think they know everything they need to know and they take their partner for granted and they stop being curious about the other person. Yeah. And, and it becomes very problematic. And I can't, again, I, I don't know if you have the same experience, but like when we go through our, we do a genogram, which is basically like a timeline of like each partner from like birth until up to when they met. And they're like, oh, I know all about their family life. Like, oh, do we really have to spend time on this? And I can't tell you how many eyes I've seen widened in session. Like, I had no idea that that happened to you. And we can never stop being curious about our partner. And I still find out things about you. I'm like, I had no idea that you did that. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It's not an intentional, like, I know everything there is to know. 
I think it's like this term habituation, like we're, we're with our partner every day and we just think we know them. I don't think it's intentional. I think it's this very unconscious process that happens over time. But again, it's it's not true. It's not realistic. I think you're 100% correct there because I think we don't foster communication within our primary relationship, especially when we've been in it a while, that produces a lot of new information. Because we get into a lot of just like kind of managing our life together and not being curious, intimate partners. Because I know like when you said that there's things that you learn about me that you're like, oh my God, I didn't know this, this happened. Most of the time I notice that happens is when I'm talking to somebody else, like when mm-hmm. we're at it's a party true. It's true. and I'm engaged with somebody who doesn't know me very well and asks me a question because they're curious and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, you know, I got hit by lightning when I was 13 or, or whatever. I knew that about you. Yeah, you know, I, uh, and then you overhear it and you're like, I didn't know that happened. Mm-hmm. So we've created some like ways to have those conversations as, you know, we've talked about using like question books and Mm -hmm. the Gottmans have like a downloadable app and we have a program built at Relationship Renovation at Home that cultivates this. But um, no, we do not. I don't think either of us have the expectation that we know everything about the other person. And I just think this is going to be such a great discussion with your partner of like, hey, how curious are we with each other? right now. Oh, oh, I haven't asked you a question in like about yourself in over like a year. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And it's about moving forward. Like how do we become more curious? Yeah. Also just want to give a plug to a prior episode of our most recent interview with Dr. Stan Tack and talks about this whole brain process we have called automation, which is we basically, our brain conserves energy Mm -hmm. and we sort of have a, have a facsimile of our partner in front of us that's based upon prior experience and isn't based upon what is happening in a moment to moment to moment. So some of this that happens isn't about getting lazy in your relationship or that something's wrong with you guys or, or us. Right. It's that our brain just naturally doesn't want to expend a lot of energy and learn new things about our partner. It wants to just be like, oh, I know what Tara is. This is what Tara is. Exactly. Thank you for that plug. That was great. Yeah, so go back and listen to that episode because it's fantastic and it'll help you understand just how important it is to to have a fresh impression of your partner on a daily basis. Okay, good one. All right, moving on to the next expectation that people can start to get derailed is love is all you need for a great relationship. <laughs> Sorry, I say that because it's just like, God, I wish that was true. Oh, where are you at on this one? I, I'm like trying to like flip it in my head that like, all you need is a great relationship in order to have love. Ooh, you know I like what I mean? That. Is like, I feel so much of what's getting us through our relationship and keeping us connected is getting better at understanding relationship. The skills you need to build in order to have a great relationship. And to have love. And to have love. Emotional safety is such a huge component of love. Yeah. And connection and agreements 
and being present. And so planning, team partners, yeah. you know, structure is so important. Yeah. I, I wanna like again, you know, we're we're kind of disciples in some ways of Stan Tatkin, and I wanna plug something he talks about as well again, is like is love sort of brings us together. Agreements keep us together. Agreements, yeah. You know, and so I think like I want to foster the love between you and I as much as possible throughout our life together. And I realize in order to do that, I have to get really good at relationship. And I also got to get really good at personal growth. I think that's something, maybe that's like our strongest mm. component in what's helping us keep our relationship healthy is that both of us are pretty fiercely committed to our own personal growth. I would agree and I with think that. Th I think that that's a key component in maintaining love within your relationship. So again, love is all you need for a great relationship. I love how you just turn that around because we know that there is so much more than just love in order to have a healthy, successful, lasting, long-term relationship. Yeah. You could also like just, I mean, we won't, because, but you could tear apart love into pieces too, like all the aspects of our love that we have to cultivate in order to remain connected. So I don't know, is that controversial at all, Tara, saying that love isn't the only thing? Like, do you, do you feel like that's at all no. tough? No. No. No, because it's, again, like we have different types of love. We have different types of love for our parents, for our children, for our intimate partner, Right? I mean, we love them, but like, I, I wish that was enough, right? But it's not because we have to learn the skills needed to build emotional safety with our intimate partner in order to grow and constantly transition. Yeah. What would be perhaps problematic if you did have that expectation of that, that love it's like is that all like that Pollyanna approach. Like, oh, we love each other, so everything's going to be fine. And like the that there's not a necessity for personal growth or relationship growth. Like yeah. it's just that like, like I'm gonna just keep my eyes closed and know that we love each other and it's gonna be okay. Yeah, and that, that completely relates back to the first of this series around like conflict, that, it's, that conflict isn't okay. You know, that because mm. when that's not okay, it's swept underneath the rug. Like, conflict's not okay, so let's sweep it under the rug. Also, over here on the love side, like, oh, we have love, so we, we'll, we'll get through this. It'll just figure exactly. itself out. Well, and these next two that we're going to talk about, our final two, like, totally approach that, what you just said. Okay. Because the next expectation is, again, I know I like, I'm like, this is an important one. Everyone is, but I read these and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Keeping silent about something bothering me is better than causing unnecessary problems in our relationship. Holy heck of what we have had to like work on because you yeah. would keep silent because you didn't want to like, you know, ruffle the feathers. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? I deserve to be told. Yeah. So I'm going to repeat that one. Keeping silent about something bothering me is better than causing unnecessary problems in our relationship. I mean, definitely not. Uh, that that is, and and if you are, but you used to a have person that. who, and I still have it. I mean, I, I still have it. I mean that if you have any sort of avoidant attachment, it's easy to keep it to yourself, to keep your suffering to yourself, and say like it's not worth it. I'm not important. I don't want to upset her. 
you know, there can be a hundred different reasons. This isn't the time. Oh, I can see he's really stressed out. I'm just going to like not, I'm just not going to go there today. Yeah. There's like parts where you're like, okay, if you're like, you know what? Like I can see that like EJ's got a lot on his plate. Like I actually can like navigate this on my own. I can self-soothe this for me. Like those things are fine. But if it's something that you are not saying because it's disruptive. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If you think it's going to be disruptive to the relationship, that just, it's not fair that you keep things withheld from your partner because then your partner doesn't know what's bothering you. And that's where a lot of people will like keep these things stuffed down and then an argument will happen and it'll be like this huge explosion. And it's like, you never, I never knew that. I had no idea you were feeling that way. You've been feeling this way for 10 years. What in the world? Yeah. I think a great metaphor here is like, because what you're speaking about is like, maybe I don't have to immediately every time bring it out. But the metaphor for me is like, do I put it in a safe and lock the safe and throw it in a lake? Or do I put it into a file that's on the desktop that I'm ready when the time is appropriate, when we're both in a window of tolerance, where I prepare Tara for the fact that like, hey, there's something I really wanna talk about that's that's like, you know, maybe a little more yeah. challenging for us, that I have access to it, it's right on my desktop, here we go, I wanna share something for you. Versus, versus. versus it, it being at the bottom of a lake, and here's the thing, it's never at the bottom of the lake, it is stored in our body, mm -hmm. and there will be a time where it sort of erupts and it's gonna be a heck of a lot harder to deal with it if it's been locked away for a long time. Right, and and let me just tell you like what it's like as the partner who, cause I'm always like letting you know what's going on, what's bothering really? me. I am like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that. But when things come out and like that you've never told me, I feel like, oh my gosh, does he not think I can handle it? Does he not trust me? It makes me feel like you don't trust me. Like I can't handle it. And that just feels so unfair. Like at least give me the chance. I might blow up. You might have like just freaking got me on the wrong time, wrong day. But I'm thinking like nine out of 10 times, I'm gonna be like, I had no idea. Thank you for letting me know. But at least you 
give me the chance you trust that I can actually handle it. And who is it for you to decide that I can handle it or not handle it? That's what it feels like. And again, that can bring so much mistrust and resentment in a relationship. You think, because I, I know, EJ, you think like, I'm just trying to do this to like, just keep everything cool. And actually, it's such a disservice to the relationship because you don't even give me the chance well, to respond. And I think like if I'm flipping the mirror up here to myself and in flipping the mirror to myself, then helping you understand is if you're having this discussion with your partner and your partner is the one who sort of will just like, no, I don't want to deal with it because I don't want to cause problems within our relationship. Tara, or if you're the opposite side, that can be the person to be like, help me understand. Because not all of it, and probably not even mostly of it, is about me not trusting her. It's about my own personal discomfort or fear around dealing with things, around like, does anybody even care? Mm -hmm. Will anybody ever really be responsive? Isn't this just like everywhere else in my life where I feel like I just gotta figure it out on my own? And then maybe for Tara, it depersonalizes it, and she doesn't think like it's just me thinking low of her, or not trusting her, but maybe she can be empathetic to the fact that like, wow, this is actually just really hard. He's just not used to doing this. He hasn't had a lot of experiences where this turns out really positively for him. Yeah. You know, so this is definitely a question that you and your partner might be able to unpack in a really beautiful way. So I, I'm going to just repeat that, right? It's keeping silent about something bothering me is better than causing unnecessary problems in our relationship. Each partner is going to have a very different experience and process to this question. And just be curious. Just be curious. Yeah. Just listen. And what's that question we we, we learned uh, a few weeks back in, a, in another podcast when we interviewed... Dr. Glenn. Dr. Glenn and Phyllis. What's happening for you? Yeah. In those moments where you don't want to bring things up, what's happening for you, honey? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, we are hitting our final one that we have in our program, a final expectation. And again, if you guys know of more like that we haven't even hit on, we would love to hear it. So yeah, throw some expectations <laughs> out that you or your partner has that maybe you agree on or maybe you mm -hmm. don't think are helpful to have. This would be awesome to add expectations. Okay, so the final one is, and it again, very nicely kind of coincides with the one we just did. It's avoiding conflict is better than getting into an argument. So it's it's a little bit different because keeping silent about something is more of an individual issue, but avoiding conflict is better than going into an argument. So is is that like sort of a that we agree sort of together in an unhealthy expectation that we that we just avoid our conflict together? Is that sort of what I you're mean, saying? It can turn into that. I think it I think it stems from the one we just did, what's keeping silent about something bothering me is better than causing unnecessary problems in our relationship. I think that's a tie-in, but a couple can avoid conflict, just brush it under the rug like, oh, time will resolve it in a couple of days because getting into an argument is is not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. I think what a few of these 
expectations are really speaking to is this idea that we try to foster with couples is that conflict is actually an opportunity for deeper connection and that conflict is an opportunity to understand each other more deeply and conflict is an opportunity to get better at our relationship. Yeah, I think this question, again, it's a little different from the other one, the avoiding conflict or the expectation. Avoiding conflict is better than getting into an argument. I think talking to your partner, like, are we an avoidant couple? Like, do we start to like, ooh, this is gonna turn into an argument. So like, let's just like not do that. And, you know, because really, like you just said, conflict is opportunity for growth, right? Our partner is our greatest teacher. Be patient for the lessons. Maybe you can have agreements around what arguments look like, right? Like that's where you bring in your code word. That's when you say, hey, I'm going to need to have this time out, but we're going to come back to each other. So I think it's about talking about it. Do you have that expectation that avoiding conflict is better than actually getting into an argument? And if so, like kind of talking about why actually getting into an argument could be very helpful and powerful, but you also have like contained arguments where you have agreements. We're not going to use the word divorce or threaten to leave, you know, and I just think it could be very powerful in setting up structure to when there are arguments, because it is healthy to have arguments in your relationship, but you both have an understanding of expectations of like what that will look like. Yeah. So I want to like go a little bit macro here on what we've gone through over these past three episodes, these 14 expectations, right? And how you and your partner can have sort of unified expectations around around a lot of things. And the way it's placed into our program is it's a little bit earlier on, right? And we're not taking a deep dive into exact points of conflict between the two of you, but we're sort of looking at like, what are our agreements within our relationship? And by having thoughtful, kind, loving conversations about your expectations and about some of, you know, conflict and about attachment to romance and and all of these things, then a little bit farther down the line in your in your discussions with one another or you're moving through our program you're ready to tackle more difficult issues and that's that's exactly how we structured it because we want you to sort of create agreements together that are unified so that when we get to the real difficult pain points in your relationship that you're approaching it in the same way Absolutely. And again, just to kind of reintroduce the expectations we talked about today, I believe I know everything there is to know about my partner. Love is all you need for a great relationship. Keeping silent about something bothering me is better than causing unnecessary problems in our relationship. And avoiding conflict is better than getting into an argument. Having these conversations around these expectations, realistic or unrealistic, can do wonders for you as an individual and for your relationship. 
So if you happen to just like discover our podcast today, and this is the first episode that you listen to, this is part of a, a three-part series. So you might want to jump back a couple of episodes because we started with expectations, maybe that are a little more general, a little more easier to get unified in your expectations, in your relationship. And then as we move through each episode, they got a little more, a little more complex, a little more nuanced, but overall, our goal is to help you guys be on the same page. And we want to hear from you how these conversations went. Did you notice a shift? What was that shift like? Do you feel more connected? Was it a total train wreck? We are here to support you, hear from you. And again, our goal, our passion, our dedication is to healthy relationships. It's It changes one couple, one family, community, world at a time. Yeah, so so check out our program, Relationship Renovation at Home. This is just one small piece of that program. You can download a free sample to check out the program first. Has videos, has uh, downloadables, has once you subscribe to the program, it has like email reminders to keep you guys moving through this. We've gotten tons of incredible feedback of people who've gone through the program and said, wow, this like significantly shifted our relationship in a positive way. So please check out relationshiprenovation.com and our programs, one of them being Relationship Renovation at Home. And always we are just like so appreciative of our audience when you, you know, give us a review, give us a rating, tell a friend about our podcast because we know when we have a healthy relationship, we have healthier families, we have healthier work lives, we have healthier communities, and that's our mission here, is making this world a better place through fostering really healthy, intimate relationships. Yes, absolutely. And as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train, me and you listening to the rain, me and you, we are the When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.